Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Elcon is the moniker for Lisa Conway, an ingenious musician, songwriter, producer, and singer currently based in Grey County, Ontario. Originally from British Columbia, Conway has made a name for herself as a member of the band Del Bell and for three lovely, boundary-pushing, danceable pop Elcon records, including her latest album, Insecurities in Being, which is available now via Wildlife Sanctuary Sound. Though she normally fronts a band, Conway showed up at the CFRU 93.3 FM studios in Guelph a couple weeks ago with just a bunch of gear, and she and I engaged in a live-to-air conversation that delved into some serious subject matter, and she performed a few of her newest songs as well. With in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and Planet of Sound locations in Ottawa and Toronto, and, of course, flexible monthly pledges by listeners like you at patreon.com slash creative control. This is the 403rd episode of Creative Control, featuring Elcon live on CFRU with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Lisa, how's it going? It's going really well. Thanks, Vish. It's nice to have you here at CFRU with all your gear. Mm-hmm. I don't travel light. 
You don't travel. What do you got in there, by the way? What's what's too going on? Too many things. <laughs> uh, too many things. I don't know. I've got like a little Ableton rig, uh, but then also a guitar and a heavy amp and some pedals. Right. So it's too many things, but not that many people. No. Normally, you would have how many people with you for something like this? Uh, it varies. I, lately, we've been playing as a five-piece band, um, but it's just me today. Yeah, well, it's enough. If it's I might enough. say, yeah. it's enough just to have you here. And, and by the way, congratulations on this new uh, record, Insecurities in Being. You must be very proud of yourself. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm happy that it's released. Uh, a lot of work went into it. Um, yeah, I'm just glad that it's out there. Yeah, and it's being received very well. And like, uh, as we're speaking, it is the number one album here at CFRU. So mm-hmm. it is Thank getting you, a, a well. It's getting a lot of love here, and I think uh, justifiably. We're going to talk about the record and and you as we go. Uh, but we're also very lucky because you brought all that stuff, and you're going to play some songs for us, right? Yes. So do you want to begin by playing uh, the first song of this performance and letting us know what that song might be? Sure. Um, The first song of this performance is a song called Cogs Rye, uh, which is on the new record, um, but a song that I've been playing live for a number of years. All right, this is Elcon with a live performance of Cogs Rye.
Live on CFRU, that was Elcon with Cogs Arrive from the uh, beautiful new record, uh, Insecurities in Being. Uh, Lisa, that was wonderful. Thank you. I think my amp is very buzzy, so... It was a little buzzy. Like I a cool new... I think your amp, your amp is a lot like you, in that <laughs> you are also buzzy around here these days. Number one record in all, you know. Yeah. Everything's got to be buzzy. That was uh, really great, and I, I you know... Uh, I have to ask you about this lyric that you repeated because it's something that resonates uh, with me these days. Lately, I'm trying to find the answer to being all right. Uh, where where did that come from, so to speak? Um, came from the universe, I guess. I don't know. I It's actually a line from a song on my last record, Moon Milk. Um, in the song The Dinosaurs, I sing that line or that lyric is is part of that song and um when I was in Belfast doing my masters uh I I was playing this song on the piano and it just kind of happened (laughs) uh and stuck you mean the the lyric happened the lyric happened yeah huh okay but it obviously speaks to something within you some yes I mean I think yeah, a lot of this record and a lot of existence <laughs> is just uh, trying to navigate being a human. Um, so I think I'm always trying to find the answer to being all right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I have to say I'm with you on that one. I don't think you're alone there either. Uh, you mentioned you did a, a master's in Belfast. That's interesting. What were you studying there? Uh, I was studying sonic arts. I have a master's in sonic arts sounds like I'm a magician um but uh yeah I was very lucky to receive help from the Canada Council to to do a a master's over there so you're you're a master's in it's not in music per se it's in the sonic arts generally yes um it was a pretty open program but um sound art studies kind of encompass uh, like soundscape studies, installation work, um, electroacoustic compositions. Like my thesis piece was uh, for 32 speakers and uh, using samples of a really old synthesizer. Um, but yeah, a lot of talk about sound and qualities of sound and manipulating sound. That's cool. So where, where, like, where did that interest develop? Do you, where are you from again? Um, I grew up near Smithers, BC, which is in northern BC. Right. And so you got into you got into. Is there anything about Smithers that would that that place sounds nice? Just it the is sound nice. of it. It just yeah sonically sounds like it would be a nice place to live. It is. It's a very beautiful mountainous valley. Um, there's a lot of music and art there, um, which was definitely a big part of uh, being here right now. Um, I think I've always been excited about sound and production, and it's never really been kind of like a separate thing for me uh, with songwriting. It's all kind of the same, uh, just being excited about sounds and being excited about putting sounds together. And sometimes they're in a song form, and sometimes they're in a weird uh, instrumental synthesizer piece right. or field recordings or whatever. Right. So how far away is Smithers from like the nearest metropolis? Smithers is about 13 hour drive north from uh, Vancouver. 
Um, the closest big city, I guess, would be Prince George, and that's like 70,000. Right. Um, so it's pretty isolated. Um, I was very lucky to have a fiddle mentor. I was a fiddler growing up, uh, and uh, Oliver Schroer, uh, who is from Toronto, um, started teaching fiddle camps in Smithers, and uh, he was kind of pretty, pretty important piece of my eyes and ears being open to new sounds and new ways of writing music and is the reason that I moved to Toronto. Wow. Well, Oliver was a tremendous force and I got to interview him a couple of times and uh, he, he passed away, unfortunately. Um, were, were you at his final concert by chance? I was. I was crying the whole time. Yeah. I felt really badly for the people beside me because I just... I thought I would be okay, but like literally the first note, I started crying and it was, I cried the whole time. It's very difficult. This was, I believe, it was at Trinity St. Paul's, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a hard show to be at, on some level, but it was also beautiful, very beautiful yeah. and inspirational. And I'm, I'm, I did not know that. I didn't know that. Um, that's, you know, we would have been probably some similar rooms at some point in our lives, but I had no idea about this fact. Yeah. And you and I have known each other quite a long time now, and this has never come up. So it's another. This is why we do these podcast interview things. <laughs> exactly, it's true. It's true. So I asked about Smithers uh, and its and its relative location because I assume you didn't have access to people coming through town and playing shows necessarily. Or is that wrong? Uh, yes and no. Like there's a folk festival that happens there, the Midsummer Music Festival. Um, every year, it's still going. Um, so definitely exposed to a lot of like hippie folk stuff. I didn't really, like I hadn't heard Radiohead until I moved here. Um, so I kind of had a lot of catching up to do sonically. Um, Wait a minute, you had like uh, radio and TV. I didn't have a TV. You didn't have a TV at all? I didn't have a TV at all. My parents were hippies. And so I didn't have a TV, which is probably why I started writing songs because I was I lived in the country, and I was super bored. Um, so you don't have like certain cultural references. Like if no. I say to you, Uncle Phil Banks, Uncle Philip Banks, do you know who that is? I don't. That is the the patriarch of the the TV show Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, I missed a lot of stuff. You didn't miss much with that show. <laughs> Not a but great I can't, show. I can't finish a crossword puzzle, probably. Right. Um, does that feel like a... Does that ever get you down, that you don't a have A bit, the... yeah. I guess it did a bit. I don't know. Um, I just missed a bunch of that stuff, and yeah. It's but don't just... you find these days that it maybe doesn't matter? Like, I mean, do you, do you keep up with culture now, or is yes. that... Yes. You do? Yeah, I'm pretty... I, I like, I'm up with TV now, Um yeah, I think it's uh, it's interesting because there's a lot of bands that um, my peers really enjoy just kind of through nostalgia that I kind of yeah. missed and I feel like I can't, like I might never enjoy in the same way because I don't have the nostalgic memories but that's attached. Re- think <laughs> about all the think about all the storage space your your mind has in it that isn't cluttered by all that stuff. It's true. Like you have, are you nostalgic for anything from your childhood in terms of a cultural thing? Uh, like, do you like, oh, I, well, you didn't watch TV. I didn't watch TV. I don't know. Like I grew up on a small piece of land um, and my 
parents are like big gardeners. I guess my mom's from Switzerland, so I have like some Swiss kind of like memories of going to like the Swiss picnic and right hanging out with a bunch of Swiss people. Um, you know what's all the rage now? Swiss chard. I, yeah, I can't, is it? Everyone's talking about Swiss chard really? all the time. Yeah. I feel like that's old news. Like, I knew Well, you would that. know it because your mother's Swiss. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. she grew it. She grew it. <laughs> now you can't go anywhere without someone trying to offer you some Swiss chard. It's just the I way the world works. I thought kale was trending. Yeah, kale's kind of trending downwards now. Now it's all about the Swiss mm. chard. Just leaves. We're just eating different kinds greens. of greens and leaves. I think it's important. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. I had no idea about this. Well, I, I want to talk more about... Uh, you and your work, but uh, I wonder if we should go to another song sure. uh, from this record, Insecurities in Being, and uh, see where, where that takes us. And I wondered if you can uh, let us know what you're going to play. Okay, I'm going to play uh, a song called You Are Right, and that's, I guess it was the first single from this record, mostly written on a synthesizer borrowed from somebody in Guelph. So that's a cool Guelphin. Do you want to actually name check them, or is there some controversy? Sure, no, no, no. Uh, my friend Clayton um, spends a lot of time at garage sales and on Kijiji, and he lent us a synthesizer called the Sinki. Uh, I think it's from the 70s. It's very rare, uh, and I think he was hoping that we would buy it, and I feel like I really should have, but um, I didn't have the money, <laughs> and now it lives in Brooklyn. Oh, it's in Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn, yeah. He found he found somebody that would pay what he wanted. Right, but it's on your record. It's on my record. Okay. But so, it's not in my life. Right. So the ghost of the of The, the ghost of the Sinki. Okay. This is a sad song. <laughs> oh man. All right. This is uh, You Were Right by Alcon, uh happening live at CFRU. Show sure. 
Live at CFRU, that was Elcon with You Were Right. Uh, Elcon is the uh, a master of the sonic arts, as you <laughs> could hear there, and that was uh, remarkable. Uh, Lisa, great job. Thank you. That song, uh, I have to say, was a little weird. That song was weird? Did you not think it was a little strange? It seemed to, at the end there, it flickered, it did all sorts of strange oh, things. Yeah. Like I thought it was a, there was a beat, and then there wasn't a beat, and then there was like weird synthetic sounds coming in and out, and uh, it was it made me... Uh, uh, uncomfortable in a good way, but okay. I, well, I, that's good. It stirred something. You made me worried. No, no, no. I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't mean to <laughs> disparage it. I, I just. I think weird is good. Okay. You seem to have an approach to pop music that is uh, on a slightly askew, slanted. Like it's not. Like that was that could be construed as like an electro pop song, right? I'm trying to make pop music. It's just not working. Why is that? And what's wrong? I don't know. <laughs> Do you actually want to make pop music? Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just I'm just making stuff. I'm not. I'm never trying to be intentionally experimental or weird. I guess is what I want to say. Yeah. Um, I want everybody to like my music <laughs> um i'm not trying to there's like, no reason why they wouldn't obscure. right right um i guess a weird thing about that song is and a weird thing about learning how to play it live is that um i wasn't like i was actually like playing that on an analog synthesizer and it wasn't exactly i was adjusting the speed uh in real time rather than like looping things on a grid so it's kind of out of time hmm. uh, which I think gives you an unsettling feeling or it's just it sounds different because it's not totally in yeah but it makes it hard to like map it to a grid in Ableton but uh, yeah does this seem to reflect uh, any unease or shakiness in, in life these days we were talking about Cogs Arrive Cogs Awry rather earlier and even the title insecurities and being sent there's something is being conveyed here i think and, and <laughs> kind of like an off kilter uh sense of things like uh, emotionally maybe even you know you have a do you have a uh, do you have a relationship with stability these days that uh, has surprised you in some way not to get too deep <laughs> but i'm just curious this is live radio it um, is yeah i guess i'm always been the type of person that feels like a little bit lost all the time and I like to be honest in the music I make but the time that we're living in kind of seems to ask for extra honesty um extra honesty maybe I don't know it's just the world's kind of crazy right now so it, it it I felt like I needed to be more open 
than ever. Um, but at the same time, even though like the record deals with a lot of insecurity, and honestly, all my records do. <laughs> this is nothing new for me. Um, if it feels very confident production-wise to me. Uh, you know, there's a lot of um, pronoun use in a lot of the songs. We just heard you were right. I'm thinking of the song "Try," which uh, seems to, be, which is the first song on this record, which um, has this um, accusatory tone. But I really? can't. Well, maybe. What do you think? Um, I hope that it doesn't. Like, I hope that it doesn't seem bitter or accusatory. Well, hmm, maybe that was just my <laughs> reading of it. Um, maybe that's my own sensitivity. But there's this sense of outspokenness, let's say, on this record. You say you were trying to make an effort to speak out more. Um, and I assume it changes from song to song. Is that a general feeling on the record, that you're you're just trying to be outspoken about various things? Um. Well, it's not. It's definitely not a like a pol. I don't want to say that it's like a political record, and it's not being. I don't know if I would use the word outspoken. It's just. Um. I'm trying to be. I'm a very shy, introverted person, and I'm trying to be more open than I have previously. Right. Um. In terms of where I'm at. <laughs> uh. But a lot of the songs I'm singing to myself, so like try the you in the song is me. Right. That's um, what I was getting at. I wondered if some of these <laughs> pronouns were you. Yes. I, sorry. The pronoun use of you was actually you, Lisa, master yes. of sonic arts. Yes, and it's arts. supposed to be more like a, of a pep talk or uh, right. like get your act together. Right, right. You're sort of objectively talking to yourself. Yes. Via your songs. Yes. Okay. Are you not getting enough support from your friends and family? Should I? <laughs> Do you need more help? I, I, I think you're no. great. Um, no, I'm doing, I'm doing well, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's just, it's a weird, the world is pretty wacky um, <laughs> and it's hard to know how to feel. Do you want to home in on that a little bit? <laughs> Just the world as a whole is wacky and and hard, and I agree with you. But uh, hard to know how to feel is that's a bit more complicated, I think. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess it's uh, I, yeah, I don't even know where to where to start on that. But um, like, do you feel this artistically? I, I think a lot of us feel it just living our lives every day now. But do yes. you do you feel like it's strange artistically it's a strange sphere to be in even uh i guess in t like songwriting and making art is a pretty indulgent um endeavor in a lot of ways which i kind of struggle with too like yeah it's a really in some ways it's a pretty selfish pursuit um so yeah i mean even making this record it's like why am i making why am I putting out something like this? And why am I making another record right now? But um, is, is it selfish to make something and share it with everyone? I guess not, but is this, like, hopefully, I, I can only hope that these songs move people. And, like, and the fact, that I think a, an important thing for me was having my name on the recording and production credit uh, of this record so 
just on the off chance that there is somebody that isn't a dude that wants to record a thing and feels more confident by the fact that somebody that yeah yeah no I, i i hear what you're saying there that makes sense. Now, my understanding is in the process of making what came to be insecurities and being, you had initially just planned to make a... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like an instrumental record? The words weren't quite there? The lyrics weren't coming? Is that right? Yeah, I guess I didn't know if I wanted to make music anymore at all. Um... And I thought that making an instrumental record would be kind of a nice change uh, and break. But um, then I just started singing over top of some of the things, and uh, then it wasn't an instrumental record anymore. That was the instrumental impulse because... Have you done other kinds of instrumental work, soundtrack work, scoring, anything like that? Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess in school, I, most of my work was instrumental scoring and stuff for dance um and I really enjoy it uh but I guess these things just wanted to be songs so I let it I let it happen um but I still am working on some instrumental things uh I'm recording we have a pump organ at our studio which I'm trying to make a piece out of right sounds pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) I I I know it was probably a, a a a period that maybe stretched on weeks or months, but can you describe, to your recollection, the 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 point where it went from, I have nothing to say, these are going to be instrumental pieces, to all of a sudden, there are words for these pieces. Like, was it a conscious decision, or, or did they just sort of appear? Like, you, you suddenly, wait a minute, I have things to say here, and they work with these pieces. Like, I, I don't mean to... Um, get into uh where do your ideas come from yeah but that's striking to me that your intention was sort of supplanted by something something happened and you felt compelled to to say something and i'm just curious if you if you can even speak to what sparked that i don't know i guess i some of the demos i started singing over top of and kind of a process that i use and i know a lot of other Uh, songwriters use as well I like sing a scratch vocal um, just in gibberish uh, and um, without words at all Um, but usually that's kind of awkward to keep (laughs) like that Um, 
because I'm not like Sigurose, I can't pull that move. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess once the scratch vocal was laid and I was attached to the melodic element that my voice added, um, I kind of just had to kick myself in the butt and figure out what I wanted to say from there. Okay, so there wasn't... Um, there was no epiphany. There was no specific incident or instance that inspired you to to, to write in this particular way of giving yourself... It sounds like all, a lot of this is giving yourself some sort of affirmation, like getting you to do stuff yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Snapping yourself out <laughs> of some kind of... Yeah, because honestly, um, for me writing music isn't therapeutic um it's what kind of brought me through this record and made me excited about working on music again was thinking about the production thinking about how i was gonna make the drum kit thinking about that kind of stuff just starting in a very practical way yeah we should uh don't let me forget i want to go to another song Shortly, sure. Uh, because they're great, and I want to hear more of them. Thank you. But we should talk about Wildlife Sanctuary Sound, uh, which is the studio you you co-operate, right? Yes. Yeah. So let's don't let me forget that. Okay. But let's go to another song right now. What would you like to play? Um, I would like to play a song called "The Art of Staying Tough," which is actually. Wait a minute. How are you going to do this? This. Well. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. The reason, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just was like, wait a minute, this has a guest vocalist it on does, it. It does, uh, which was what I was going to say. This song has a guest vocalist on it. Somebody <laughs> tweeted at me, actually. They're like, I would, I like this song the best on the record. I was like, thank you. That's flattering to me as a songwriter, but it's also the only song that I don't sing on my record. Um, yeah, I've kind of reclaimed this song, but <laughs> I did write it, so I'm allowed to sing it. Um, and the original uh, vocal is by a producer and vocalist named Casey MQ, right? Yes. From Toronto. Yes. Right. And he, uh, Casey is very gifted. He is. He's annoyingly gifted. Annoyingly gifted. That is a good way of putting it. Yeah. He's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're going to play The Art of Staying Tough. This is from the new Alcon record, Insecurities in Being, and it's happening live on CFRU. Wait, you're surrounded This heavy heart won't go far Maybe all you need is some time to yourself Till you learn the art of 
That was The Art of Staying Tough, performed by Elcon. That is from uh, their new record, Insecurities in Being, and that happened live at CFRU. Lisa, another lovely performance. Thank you. Didn't miss Casey at all, if you ask me. Sorry, Casey. Yeah, you <laughs> just, it back. just took it back. That was uh, Maybe I'll release a new cover of me. <laughs> a cover Covering, of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as you were singing that song, and I was thinking about our conversation up to this point, um, and I wondered if you think that maybe we are collectively sometimes a bit too hard on ourselves. Uh, that strikes me these days. I feel like we're there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I sometimes think it stems from the fact that we're just a little too tough on ourselves. Yes, I would agree. Um, yeah, I definitely <laughs> agree. It's tricky as an artist, I guess, because I'm, you know, I'm excited about this record, but I've also had to like in the last two months deal with a lot of people telling me just in the process of being an independent artist and like trying to find blogs to put to premiere things and 
getting feedback that uh, is hard to swallow sometimes where people think that your music is boring or not in not worth posting um so (laughs) it's just an ongoing journey in toughness but uh yes so i mean this is a song that speaks to that impulse do you have anything to impart about i don't know methods that you've come up with to deal like you you're this is what you're uh, what is maybe your third full length record, really? Or uh, technically, my third is Elcon, but I've made a lot of things under other monikers, so I think I'm like approaching a dozen, to be honest. Is that it's including been a lot? That includes your work in Del Bell yes. and other things, right? Mm-hmm. So you are a veteran. I'm a veteran. You are not a, a rookie that is uh, no. Uh, suddenly, like what rejection? I don't know what this means. You, <laughs> yeah. You've had both. Success and rejection on some oh, level. Oh, all the time. Right. So so back to my question. As someone who is now a veteran, yes. do you have advice? Do you have tactics that you employ to kind of navigate the, the stuff that comes with putting something out into the world these days? Because, yes, you get some praise. You get some neglect. You get some criticism. Like, what do you do to deal with that? I've just realized, and I, it's a bigger... than just um, my work as an artist but the people and the people are the most important thing and your community is the most important thing and I don't know being part of things like Kazoo Fest and uh, just even doing something like this like the that that stuff is the stuff that's the most important thing and what will keep you grounded um it's very easy to get caught up in the internet stuff, but um, the human IRL stuff is the important stuff. It is. It strikes me, and it's something I think about all the time, that I get riled, riled up by some nebulous, anonymous, I don't even know if it's a real person sometimes, you know. Uh, like someone might say something that I, I've never encountered that person before, and yet I'll go out to a show or I'll go to Kazoo Fest and I'll feel love. Like I'll feel actual uh, people, like mm-hmm. people actually saying uh, whatever. I mean, it could be criticism too, but you're actually hearing from people. And yes. we're so used to being, you know, having opinions foisted on us by our machines that uh, it's put us in a strange place in terms of processing such things. Yeah, and we're not very connected anymore, I find. Not as much as we need to be, like Instagram it for sure is really I mean all social media I kind of I know it's not healthy for me but it's kind of a, a part of the game unfortunately with being an artist but um isn't it a part of the game being a person these yeah, days yeah and that too but um like I heard your I heard your dog died so I I made a sad face on your yeah social media platform I didn't call you I didn't no. reach out that's weird yeah or I don't know I've talked to a lot of friends that on Instagram, it seems like they're living like the dreamiest life, but are actually super depressed and lonely. Right. But don't reach out. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Because you feel like you're putting something out in the world, and that feels like a form of connection, but we're not really. No. Like we're they are. Yeah, I've been. It's f- a performance. It is. It is. It's all a performance now. It feels like there's artifice there. It's strange. It's a weird thing. This got uh, to be a heavy talk. I think it's like more so than I was maybe expecting. The studio. The studio. (laughs) You're in a green, you're in the green screen dream machine 
studio. I think yes. I'm the only one who calls it that, by the way. But uh, I don't know if there's an official name. Yeah. But uh, so people watching this on YouTube are seeing probably all sorts of magical things happening around you. And yet here I mean. we are having this very serious talk, which I think is I fine. I think that's yes. that's the way to, the way of the world as well. <laughs> now, this record, Insecurities in Being, was released by Wildlife Sanctuary Sound Recordings. Yes. Uh, and I need to know more about what that means. And as I was saying earlier, uh, how that follows uh, with, with your work as an engineer and a producer, as someone who runs uh, their own studio, I believe these things are connected. Can you expand yes. upon this? So what that means is that it sounds better to have a name uh, of a record label instead of put, saying independent. Right. Um, <laughs> the label is still just me and I guess Andrew. Um, Andrew Collins. Andrew Collins. Very gifted musician. Very gift. One of those annoyingly gifted people. One of the most talented. <laughs> yes. One of the most talented, underrated musicians and songwriters and guitar players yeah. and multi-instrumentalists. Just, just. Yeah, annoyingly amazing at everything he does. Yes. Yeah. It's very frustrating. No, um, no, but it, you're in cahoots. Your your partner's in crime, right? Yes. Right. We are in cahoots, but I feel like thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is turning into a gush fest about Andrew. But, well, um, I wish he was here. I miss Andrew, and uh, yeah, he better listen to this. Yeah, hopefully he does. Yeah. But we have a studio together, um, north about an hour north of Guelph called Wildlife Sanctuary Sound. Um, yeah, it's just been like a slow burning ongoing project. We just are slowly accumulating gear and have wonderful people pass through. Um, and I recorded everything on the record up at the studio myself. Now you, you, I think you alluded to this earlier. Your impulse uh, at some point in your musical trajectory was to learn more about how to record things and how to capture them. Yeah, I've been recording, I guess, since I was thirteen. Um, but until recently, just kind of felt like I was just making demos and. I uh, didn't feel confident enough to actually call myself an engineer out loud. Um, but yeah, it's been a long haul. Are you, are you feeling, like I know we've talked a lot about confidence and asserting yourself and, and all these things. Are you feeling better about that stuff since the release of this record and, and how it's been received and, and even putting some of these ideas and thoughts into these songs? Like, are you feeling more confident now? Um, yeah, I am... I yeah I mean as a human I'm always up and down but yes I'm feeling more confident uh technically for sure okay um yeah like even just going to things workshops where you think being in situations where you think you're not gonna know everything or anything and then realizing that not everybody knows how to use pro tools or record a thing is helpful for confidence. <laughs> well, lest, lest anyone think that you are uh, some, you know, uh, totally under the radar, uh, you know, shy person that is whatever. I just want to read some credits here. You were selected to be part of the renowned Red Bull Music Academy in Berlin, which is happening this fall, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they're flying me there, they're which is really nice. There you go. You've been nominated for a SoCan <laughs> Songwriting Prize. 
And uh, it says here that uh, occasionally, shyly, you will reveal that your high school band was nominated for a Canadian Folk Music Award for an album that was self-produced and recorded. So you're not, you know what you're doing. (laughs) Other people think you know what you're doing. Yes. You're not on some deserted island on your own sending, you know, your songs out into the world via, you know, bottles. Feels uh, like that sometimes, I but know. yes. Yeah, but you're not alone in feeling alone either. Yeah, I guess it's, I mean, a lot of people have imposter syndrome as well. I don't know if you ever get that. What do you mean ever? <laughs> I have it constantly. Exactly. So it's, yeah, it's a case of imposter syndrome and then I guess also a case of be it like studio environments. Um, I've been very lucky to work with some very lovely uh, men who are feminists, but um, studio environments typically uh, are kind of a bro scene. Um, So I've just felt like I've had to like extra prove myself in every way. Right. So we've talked about how you've established yourself and asserted yourself. You just alluded to the feminist bros. Or no, <laughs> the feminist men. Uh, can you maybe cite some of the people that helped you make this record? Yes. Well, my partner, Andrew Collins, who we gush, had a gush fest about already, mm-hmm. plays a number of instruments. Long-term collaborator, Jordan Howard, also Guelph royalty, uh, plays guitar. Karen Ng, who's like my favorite saxophone player in the world, uh, and such a lovely human plays uh, clarinet and saxophone and Johnny Merritt also from Guelph uh, plays drums and then his dad, I mix the record with his dad, Scott Merritt in Guelph Nice, and did you kind of bring Johnny out of retirement so to speak? Yeah, I did I think he's back in retirement though Oh no, he won't play Um, with you? Well, he's having another child. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which is really exciting. But um, yeah, he's kind of focusing on family stuff. You know Um, how old this makes me feel? I used to drive (laughs) Johnny. When Johnny was in a band called the Bar Mitzvah Brothers, he was like 14 years old, 13 years old. I don't know what he was, but maybe younger. He was playing drums in a band, and I would would be the driver. I would drive them around Ontario. (laughs) And now you're saying he has two kids. Not yet, but almost. That's a a remarkable thing. Yeah. Well, he's like... 30-something, right? No, I know. I know how time works. I know he's old enough to do it. I'm not saying he's 13 having two kids. I just think it's weird. It is weird. It's strange to hear. Well, it's a remarkable assortment of people, and this is a wonderful, wonderful record, so congratulations. And Casey as well, I guess. Oh, yes, Casey Casey and Q, yes, who we've already kind of gushed about as well. Now, where can people learn more about you and, and this record? People can learn more on that dreaded internet. Um... Elconofficial.com, and I recently changed all of my social media things to be the same because um, I'm organized like that. You are. So it's all Elcon Official everywhere Facebook, Instagram, all the stuff. I probably am lying. I'm not lying on Instagram, but I'm probably like not looking as cool as it, I'm trying to seem um, on Instagram, but still follow me. And yeah, Bandcamp, yeah. iTunes, Spotify, add me to your Spotify playlist, please. <laughs> I appreciate your uh, your your candor and I appreciate you and your work. So thank you for uh, spending time with me today. I, I thought we would end uh, 
the uh, show with one final performance if you can sure, do you yeah. want to play one more Totes. song what do, what do you want to play um, I would want to I will play There Was a Glow <laughs> <laughs> okay There Was a Glow this is the second song on Insecurities and Being is there anything yes. you want to say about it before we hear it um, nah, I don't know No. oh there's Twin Peaks references in here Oh. my diction is bad so you probably won't catch it well me. no I think we will alright okay. look out for that this was uh, there was this is rather There Was a Glow uh, by Elkon from Insecurities and Being Lisa thank you so much for being on the show thanks and best of luck with everything yeah. yeah thanks keep floating fine there's no secret to what it is and what it's meant to be I don't understand a glow in the sky shifting the slight and the boat capsized stirring the sun your arms cause away it comes after all we say you think you're smart but away it comes sudden find the heart you spend Folding 
Special thanks again to Lisa Conway, a.k.a. Elcon, for being on this, the 403rd episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available on all iOS and Android platforms and also on things like Spotify, YouTube, and Audioboom as well. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for, if you if you want to just learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, all of the information that you desire is available at my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at vishcreative, or follow me at vishkana. You can listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at cfru.ca, or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near well, if I can't promise they'll all be lovely, dynamic, live-to-air broadcasts like the thing I did with Elcon here, but sometimes things happen on the radio show. Sometimes it's just the podcast, but sometimes we do some stuff. It's fun. So check us out at uh, cfru.ca or 93.3 FM on the radio. Also, please consider visiting patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going and uh, for your efforts, for your generosity i'm happy to send you perhaps a uh, a t-shirt a t-shirt is uh, the merch i still have for the show but uh, if you maybe there's something else i have some records i need to get rid of some books maybe we can work something out just pledge to the show and then send me a message on patreon and we'll work it out thanks again to all the in-kind sponsors and supporters of this show pizza trocadero the bookshelf and planet bean coffee granddad's donuts and planet of sound thank you very much Thanks to my old pal Jim Guthrie for letting me use the uh, instrumental version of The Rest is Yet to Come to end the uh, show each and every week. JimGuthrie.org for more information about him. And last but not least, thanks to you for listening to this program and uh, subscribing to the podcast on whatever platform you have. Do you have this Google Podcast app that just launched? I don't have it. I don't have an Android phone. I don't know if my show's there. Let me know. If you, if you hear this and you have that, let me know if it's there. I can't check. Anyway... Thanks for listening to the show, however you listen to it. And if you can, download episodes. That's great. If you can uh, you know, tell your friends about it, that would be excellent, too. And, and give it nice ratings and reviews and all that stuff. It all helps. And that is all I have to say. I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.